we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. And the wall, you know, we still had the wall here and it was half this many people probably are close to it in here. And my wife was just watching it and she just looked at me and she said, this little old church. All these folks are fighting like they are fighting Godzilla against this little bitty church. <laughs> Don't even make sense. This is a little bitty church. And folks fighting it like it's King Kong. There must be something going on. Some lives must be Changing. You know, the devil don't get mad when lives aren't being changed. And there's a whole lot of little churches he could bother. But I praise God because lives are changing. Anybody's lives are changing in here? Amen. I know mine is. Okay. Adamantbeliever.com forward slash godly alignment dot PDF. Somebody asked me last week, why are you yelling all the time? So these last two messages, you've just been so loud. I tell myself, well, then turn on somebody else that don't yell as much. Don't put yourself through because I'm going to yell when I'm dealing with the order and authority and all this stuff. Y'all, I'm going to yell. Nobody. I'm just loud. Somebody said it's a Napoleon complex. You got little man syndrome. I don't know what it is. I don't know the technical term, but I know I'm loud. <laughs> you put whatever <laughs> definition you want on it. I've been this way since. You... <laughs> I'm like Sam Jackson. You ain't seen my movies. <laughs> Haven't you seen my movies? You ain't seen the videos? It's always been like this. I'm just loud. Amen. Somebody need to be loud. We got enough quiet, soft, won't say nothing. Amen. The Bible said, what did it say? Cry how? Cry what? Cry what? Loud and what? Spare not. Cry what? Loud. I'm doing what the Bible said. So we're dealing with this godly series. It turned into a series. I wasn't intended on that. So we did godly order, godly authority. Right? What else? Godly esteem. And now we're doing godly alignment. You know, your alignment is righteousness. So when people tell you to be Righteous, you know, they use that in the 5%. Be righteous, my brother. Be righteous. But it's, they, they stupid. The real <laughs> alignment is righteousness, meaning to just be aligned with what God is saying. What he tells you, what the word is saying, you're aligned with it. That is righteousness. Rightness. Right alignment. Being rightly aligned with who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. That makes sense, right? So this is going to make a lot of sense concerning that because we have to be in line. But here's the thing. If no one is telling you how to line up, 
and giving you instructions on how to be aligned, then you don't know how to be aligned. Right? Well, I know some people say, well, I just get my Bible, just me and my Bible. But that's not the way God set it up. God set it up by putting his authority in men so that men could get you in line. Anybody live with a daddy that got you in line? My dad will pick up anything. It could be bent, but it's going to get you straight. (laughs) Anything, anything. You know, when I got in trouble, I started looking for things to move out of his pathway. I didn't want him coming home and seeing the vacuum cleaner because he's going to take parts of that. That's back when they had the detachable parts. Y'all remember the Kirby vacuum? The Electrolux? Y'all don't remember the Electrolux? You can break that down to 30 parts. And you can get whooped with all of them in my house. My daddy whipped me with the bottom of the vacuum cleaner. You know the part that comes off so you can get the stuff from around the brush? The metal part? He took that. Yeah, he made a mistake though because it was vibrating so much he couldn't really get a good grip on it. But I was thankful. Let it vibrate right out of his head because he's going to kill me. But he would just grab whatever he could grab to get me in line. He was getting me in line so that I don't have to take those beatings now. As an adult, I remember things. I remember the alignment. So certain things, I say, oh, no, can't do that. Yes, I'm 50, and I still remember. <laughs> Think my dad passed when I was 30, close to it, and I still, no, that, that had a lifelong lasting impression on me. But that's what it's all about. So God puts his authority in men. Men rightly divide the word to get us in line. Yeah, on every level so I'm preaching to you the right alignment of God to align you in righteousness and then I have men that align me in righteousness and make sure I don't get out of line yeah that's the way it is on earth and you can't be afraid of that and you can't hate on that Because it's very important. The same authority that you deny someone is the same authority that's going to be denied of you. Your children are going to grow up and not respect you at all because you don't respect authority. All right. Today, people are simply out of control. Can I say that? Are they out of control? Folks out of control. Whether in church or out in the world, people refuse to do what? Not just respect authority, but respect who? God's authority. People are supposed to be so respectful of of God's authority that politicians and those kind of people, they're supposed to come to the church, to the leaders that God has called to be advised. But what has happened? 
The church has become political with the leaven of Herod. And now the church goes and seeks out the politician to get approved of. But the world is supposed to respect God's authority. I remember when I was young, my dad, he would put on his collar and he could go to the hospital and they had special parking for the man of God. A special parking place. They, he had a little thing he would put on his car and he could just park really, really close to the emergency room, whatever, whatever. I used to tell him, I said, can I borrow that? I'm going to use that at the movie theater. <laughs> at the mall. I'm the one that messed it up. Now nobody respects No, I'm just playing. But over time, people did. It, it, now, I don't even know. Are there parking places for preachers now at the hospital? The chaplain. You have to be the chaplain. Okay. But yeah, people used to have that respect. They would stop cursing around you. They knew you were a preacher. They'll stop cursing. Now they curse because you're a preacher. You didn't have to be a preacher. Remember you used to go to a high school football game or something. Just sit down and enjoy the game. And kids, if they saw an adult, they're not going to be cursing and talking crazy around you. Now they'll sit right next to you. And if you look at them wrong, what you looking at? Oh. Oh, something rise up, and then I realize it's not my house. So I just go home and whoop Jonathan. <laughs> Why are you whooping me? You don't understand. <laughs> I have to get that off on somebody. You try to whip these kids, you might get shot. But they crazy. They don't have respect for authority. 2 Timothy 3 and 2 says, For in the, uh, it said, perilous times will come. Y'all believe that it's come? It said, perilous times will come for men shall. That's why I believe the Bible. Oh, I believe the Bible because it predicted all that's happening now. It said, men shall become lovers of their own selves. Meaning that they would become more important to themselves than truth. They're more important to themselves than God. And they'll become lovers of their own kind. Homosexual and lesbian. Thou see the dude that couldn't win when he was a man. So he became transgender. And now he's dominating all the real women. He was ranked 400 and something as a man. <laughs> now he's just number just number what? And they ask him say, "How does it feel?" Oh, yeah. I, I, your voice hadn't even changed. Oh, it feels good. Uh, you know, I'm you know, I'm just glad to be winning, you know, because. Well, how do you deal with all of the, you know, the negative? I just try not to listen to it, you know. I try not to listen to it, you know. And, uh, oh, I wish they would let me interview them. 
but men shall become lovers of their own selves. Covetous, meaning they will begin to want what other people have. People will make what other people have more important than what they're supposed to have. Somebody else's life is more important to you than your own life? So you think about someone else more than you think about you? Boasters, proud, blasph oh the blasphemers. That's all hip hop is, is blasphemy. I guess it's time to go back on the road and do the truth behind it again. Because it's blasphemy. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful and what? Unholy. Rebelling against authority is a serious matter. Y'all, this is serious. This sin causes people, young and old, to subject themselves to grave consequences. person that doesn't respect authority will not make it far in this life. Because somebody is going to have something you need. And the only way you'll get it is through respect. If you're a rebeller, oh, contrary dude, always, this is just me. Can I just beat me? I want to beat me. Well, you going to be broke. First Samuel 12 and 15. But if ye will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be what? You know what it means when the hand of the Lord is against you? That's the Lord's hand. As it was against your fathers. People that have grown up without authority, here's the problem. Have a hard time submitting to God. So people that grew up without a father in the home or some kind of male authority, sometimes a father's in the home and not of the home. He's in the home, but the mother's the authority. That's worse than him not being there. Oh, somebody. Yeah, that's terrible. When the man is in the home and has no authority. Go ask your mother. is in men. So if you struggle to submit to men, you will struggle to honor God with your life. That's one of the most powerful things I have said at ABC. I'm going to say it again because somebody missed it. Godly authority is in men. There would be no Bible if godly authority wasn't in men. Godly authority got in men so that they would write God's word. Godly authority got in men so that they would do the works of the Lord before men. Just imagine if the nine plagues of Egypt had happened and there was no Moses. They would have thought it was just a catastrophic event happening. Oh, it's, it's, it's hell. It's, it's raining hell down. Oh, okay. It's a bad storm. 
The water's turned into blood. Oh, well, it's some nasty water. No, God put a man there so that that man could tell him, no, 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 no. This is from the Lord. This is from God. And if you don't heed and let my people go, he's going to keep doing it till he start killing your firstborn. Someone had to translate what was happening so that Pharaoh would understand it was God. So he used a man. So Miriam said, well, you know, he can use a woman too. So let me get with Aaron and we're going to get together and we're going to God said, look at your hand, Miriam. And the Bible said it was leprous. So now kick her out the camp, put her away from everybody for a certain amount of days because she acted a fool. Because I've already picked the man that I'm going to use. And whoever doesn't respect him, the ground is going to open up and swallow them up. can't decide who God's going to use and you can't get mad and decide God is not using them anymore who are you look at somebody and say who are you you don't even know what you're going to eat today when you leave church how are you going to decide who God is going to use Man, I'm preaching it here. Yeah, so godly authority is in men. If you struggle to submit to men, you will struggle to honor God with your life. Yeah. Hebrews 13 and 17. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. Well, yes, who has rule? Well, you know your parents have rules, so obey them. Yeah. Right? Your boss has rule, so obey him if you want to get paid. You can disobey him. But if you want to get paid. You should obey him. The pastor has rule. The prophet has rule. So you're going to obey them. You don't have to. But the Bible says. They watch for your souls. As they must give an account. That they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Why would you want to make me mad all the time? That's unprofitable for you. Can I keep preaching? The word teaches us that rebellion is as the spirit of what? Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Boy, ever since John Ramirez preached that sermon to us, little witch has been popping up. I knew it was going to happen because I know they, you know, I know him. And, but they've, they've been doing that. But now it's just a little here and there, a little bit here and there. And we got to make sure we flush it all out because rebellion is as the what? Spirit of witchcraft. And we can't have witchcraft operating with the spirit of the Lord. They are contrary one to another. You may try to be a Christian witch. A critch. 
I don't believe it's possible. <laughs> that's the new word now. That's what we gonna call it. Critch. Security, there's a critch at eight o'clock. She over there critching. <laughs> but the word teaches us that rebellion is as the spirit of witchcraft. God rejects those that practice this behavior. So God rejects all witchcraft. So anybody practicing witchcraft, God rejects it. Amen. You can't bring that in the church. You can't have a Bible and the leg of a salamander. That's your bookmark. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be boiling stuff and stirring pots and burning sage in the kingdom. We don't ward off spirits with sage. We ward off evil spirits with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm not wasting that good old sage. Man, I'm going to pray and rebuke the spirit and then I'm going to make some dressing with that sage. Sausage. You ever had sage sausage? I make some sausage. I ain't wasting that on no devils. <laughs> Proverbs 17 and 11. An evil man seeketh only rebellion. Y'all know somebody that just seeketh only rebellion? They can't act right anywhere. I tell them sometimes, man, you've been doing this for years. Just contrary. For years. An evil man seeketh only rebellion. Therefore, this is what God does to people that are always rebelling or seeking rebellion. A cruel messenger shall be sent against him. You know what a cruel messenger is? Bad news. That's the punishment for rebellion. Bad news. God operates in oneness. Amen. Anyone that is rebellious breaks the bond of togetherness. So they go against the grain causing fellowship to be broken. This irritates God. God hates a person that breaks up fellowship. Somebody that comes along and messes up your good thing. Breaks up the family. Breaks up your friends. Breaks up God's fellowship. There's some people that's all they do in life. How many churches you been to, man? And you've done this in every church? Where are your friends? Where are the people that like you? The only people that like you are people that are in rebellion. So you mean to tell me the only way you can get friends is rebellion? That's all y'all got in common? But God hates it and he tells us to mark them. That's a rebellious person caught up in rebellion. Always rebellion. Always causing rucus. Mark them and what? No, I didn't hear enough people. Y'all can't read? Mark them and what? Avoid them. 
because their spirit is of Satan and opposes and opposed to God's oneness. Somebody, well, I, mean, you know, I didn't read it because those are the words you wrote. Romans 16 and 17 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and do what? Well, that's the devil. That's what he does. How he talk to folks. He's in some of y'all's ear right right now. Or you're in somebody's ear like that. It's the way you look in the spirit, your ugly self. Quit being ugly and you wouldn't look so ugly. Amen. And ugly things will stop happening to you. Jeremiah 28, 31 through 32 says, Send to all them of captivity, saying, This is Jeremiah, writing a letter. Say, this is God speaking to him. Thus saith the Lord concerning Shemaiah the Nehelamite, because that Shemaiah has prophesied unto you, and I sent him not. And he caused you to trust in a lie. Well, it sounds like the internet, don't it? Anything, anytime something bad happens, oh, three days of darkness, better go buy some ramen noodles. Oh, I, I get, get a whole lot of water. It's time to get the tuna. It's time to get a lot of potted meat. It just, it always profits. Oh, I see it's in September. Oh, something bad is happening. Gonna happen. Something bad is happening somewhere every month. Brother, that's like, man, that ain't no prophecy. That's an educated guess. I just see a lot of persecution happening for Christians. That's happening now. Just, woof. But you're causing people to trust in a lie. So a false prophet rose up and caused people. To trust in a lie. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will punish Shemala the Nehelamite, and his seed. He shall not have a man to dwell among his people. Neither shall he behold the good that I do for my people, saith the Lord. Because he hath taught what? A false prophet teaches rebellion against the Lord. Shemala and the Helamite decided to lead a rebellion against Jeremiah. You're going to lead. Have y'all read the book of Jeremiah? You're going to mess with Jeremiah. Man, you should have picked Obadiah. You should have picked somebody with one chapter. Philemon. Somebody. You're going you to lead a rebellion. Against, <laughs> oh, I'd be so scared to do that. Jeremiah, he called Jeremiah a madman and caused many of God's people to believe that something was wrong with Jeremiah. Jeremiah spoke the words of the Lord and said, Y'all plant houses, y'all plant gardens and build houses and 
take your sons and find daughters. Y'all go ahead and chill and get comfortable because you're going to be in Babylon for a minute. And Shamala came and said, oh, he's crazy. We need to all go back. He's a false prophet. Sent letters to everyone. And start turning people against Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Now this little section in the Bible in Jeremiah 28 is the only time this guy is mentioned. Because the Bible don't waste a lot of time on foolery. So if you don't just go against Jeremiah, you only deserve a couple of sentences. We're going to let people know what you did and then we're going to let you know, what, let them know what happened to you and then we're done. We're not going to be mentioned anymore. <laughs> he called Jeremiah mad and caused many to believe the lie. His rebellion caused people to doubt the word of the Lord from God's true prophet. Man, you better be careful. You, you don't have to keep uh, hey, you better be careful who you calling a false prophet I pray for folks cause I mean uh, you know I get comment out of you false prophet you a false I just be looking I'm like man first of all you don't know me but man I'm praying for you because bro I'm preaching nothing but the bible But his rebellion caused people to doubt the word of the Lord from God's true prophet. His punishment was no male descendants. Now think about this. So when that rebellion starts in someone, the men start disappearing. The real men. Because real men are going to say, wait a minute. But effeminate, weak men get caught in their feelings. <laughs> Real men be like, wait a minute, man. You know, you, 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 you need to, we, we need to weigh this out. We need to get a good understanding. But a weak, effeminate man, oh, and then I heard. So his punishment was no male descendants and none of the blessings. So <laughs> Jeremiah is speaking blessings. So I'm trying to roll with Jeremiah. I'm trying to be his friend. Where is he? Let me send him some food or something. What you need, Jerry? <laughs> I, I want to be friends with Jeremiah because he's speaking blessings to God's people. But whatever he's speaking... He's God's true prophet. Well, how are you supposed to know? Fruit. Look at somebody and say, fruit don't lie. You can go against what somebody may have said and it didn't. But if they have fruit, if fruit and proof, fruit is proof. You shall know them not by how they knock folks out when they touch them. Come here. Oh, oh, fire. Oh. No, that don't prove anything. That don't prove anything. I've seen folks, I've seen Hindus do that. And they don't have to touch you. They'll just hover over you. You want to see some wit? You want to see some power? No. I, I, fruit, the Bible says, by their fruit, you will know. And the way you'll know that they're Jesus' disciples 
It's by the love they show one to another. So ain't no hateful demon gonna tell me he's called of the Lord. You hate yourself. You hit yourself and run in the walls. Brother, I ain't, <laughs> that's not the love of God. <laughs> Crazy. But this was his punishment. No male descendants and none of the blessings which Jeremiah prophesied. At the Tower of Babel, God said that if people unite, unified themselves, there is nothing they cannot accomplish. This is why rebellion is so severe. It blocks unity and stifles things from being accomplished. God said the people are one. They're going to succeed in this if I don't confuse their languages. Because as long as they're together, he says nothing will be restrained from them. That they have imagined to do. That's the power of unity. And so when God wanted to stop them from building, he just confused all their languages. They couldn't understand. And he broke up their unity. Because if they stayed unified, they would have succeeded. The body of Christ is just that, a body. Look at somebody and say, we're a body. Without certain parts of your body, the other parts suffer. Right? 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. So we are all one body. We function as a body. We got hands in here, legs in here. Arms, toes, ears, eyes in here. Those that rebel are severed limbs and cause the rest of the body to suffer. So when you become a part of the body and you rebel, you are a limb that is cut off. And you cause the rest of the body to suffer. Folks have to deal with you cutting yourself off. You slow down or even stop progress when you are rebellious. That's why you got whoopings when you was little. Your mama trying to go somewhere and you somewhere acting a fool. You got a whooping. Because you're slowing down progress. We trying to go somewhere. I told you to put your shoes on. Now I have to throw them at you. I don't care if you put them on or not. But yeah, you slow down and stop progress when you are rebellious. Defiant behaviors within the body causes more damage than someone that is not a part of the body. Now, if someone else's hand gets crushed, I'm going to feel sorry for them. But that's not going to hurt me as bad as my hand getting crushed. Matthew 12 and 30. He that is not with me is what? Oh, but I'm with you, Lord. I'm with you. What are you, are you with the Lord's leadership and authority? Because if you're going against his authority, you're going against him. Ooh, the hand claps. I'm going to say it again. Maybe we get a better response. If you're going against his authority, you're going against him. 
people tell me, brother, you're just so arrogant. Oh, you're just so arrogant. You just want folks to do what you say and you're just bossing everybody around it. Oh, you're just so arrogant. Do I act like that? No, I'm just loud. See, when you loud and reading the Bible, they think you said it. <laughs> but thank God for that. You know, our, God uses our personalities. That's what makes the word come alive for men. Our personality. He called me because of my personality. You may not like it. You may like a different personality. Go find it. You like the dude that smiling all the time but like somebody jammed a coat hanger in his mouth? That's your personality you like? I'm really upset today because things just aren't going well. <laughs> you want the joker as your pastor? <laughs> Just move to Gotham. But that's my personality. I can't, I mean, well, not, I don't want to say I can't help. I, I'm just, that's who I am. And that's who God called. Y'all in here believe God called me, right? What's the proof that God called me? What? Fruit. Fruit proves it. Because anybody can say they're called. But do you have fruit? (laughs) Amen. So he that is not with me is against me. But he and he that gathereth not with me is doing what? Scattereth abroad. Summary. Man, that was real short, wasn't it? No, oh, but these these summaries long, two whole pages. Man, you know I'm gonna put the ad libs in there. So we'll be in here a minute. <laughs> when we rebel against things, we are really trying to undo them. A rebellious person undoes things. Why do they want to keep undoing things? Because their life is undone. Yeah. Their life is undone. They have no fruit of what they're doing. If you don't have fruit, you mess with other people's fruit. Brother, you just got all them people in there, brother. You know, know, let me tell you how, how pastors supposed to function. Brother, you don't have members. And every time you try to have them, you don't get them. Nobody follows you in real life. There are people in here. There's fruit in here. That's not to show you me. That's to show you God. But we rebel against, when we rebel against things, we're always undoing them. And we undo things because we're not happy with what we have. When you fight against something, you are really trying to abolish it. Right? The word says, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. 
God punishes those that hinder the body of Christ. Most folks that hinder the body of Christ and are being punished don't know that they're really being punished. They call it the devil. Oh, the devil, the devil won't let me. Oh, the devil brought this up on me. But brother, you're in punishment. You didn't know you was in the corner with the dunce cap on? You didn't know you was in trouble with God because what you said about his leader? You didn't know you was in trouble for going against his leadership and being rebellious against authority, God's authority? And it's God's authority because you said it was. You changed your mind? You can't do that. You said it was. Oh, it's quiet now. God punishes those that hinder the body of Christ. Every person in the word that did not repent for rebellion against God's plan was rejected by God. Everyone. If we do not fit into God's plan, then there is only one other plan to fit into. The plan of the enemy. People that are contrary in their families, with their friends, and against authorities are contrary to God. This is rebellion, which is simply witchcraft from the devil. Y'all looking for a wand with magical streams of stars coming from it. And you don't even understand. Your attitude is witchcraft. Has the devil set up an offense in your heart against someone that is causing your existence to be plagued by malice and hatred against them? Did you know that if they are a godly authority called and chosen by God to help you, if you forsake them and turn them away, you are turning away the plan to help your life? Think about that. Are you so mad that you're going to turn away The plan to help your life. So God put somebody. You prayed. You prayed. And God put. uh, Put somebody in your life. To help you with the plan you prayed for. And you're going to get mad. And turn them away. Can I keep going? The righteousness of God is right alignment with him. So when we are aligned with him, we get our plan for our lives and are blessed through it. Aligned with him. You know, when you align with God, you treat people better. Because you think about how you're supposed to be treating people when you align with him. I don't understand how you are a Christian and you hate folks. You hate somebody and you saved. Somebody makes you cussing mad. You cussing folks out and rolling your neck. Telling folks off. Oh, just wait. wait, wait just wait till I talk to them. You saved? You're a Christian. You're not aligned. You're not aligned. And so you forfeit the blessings of God. And you get the consequences of your actions in return. 
you always going off on folks, folks going to go off on you. Then when somebody wants to bless somebody, you're going to be the last person. People sit in this church. They tell me, you know, brother, I just feel like giving somebody. I got $200. I just want to give it to somebody. Who do you think I ought to give it to? <laughs> I can tell you who not to give it to. You a mess starter and always contrary and whispering in the shadows and think nobody don't see you? The money ain't coming to you. I tell him, say, put it in an envelope and give it to Brother Julian. And we'll tell Julian which way he should go. Yeah, why would you be blessed acting a mess? I know the lights off in here. Y'all think we don't see you? We see you. We know exactly, man. Please, but we know what you're doing. Amen. Amen. So when we align with it, we get our plan, and we get blessed by the plan. Why would God give you a plan that won't bless you? But when we fight against the authorities that are here to help God's plan come to fruition in our lives, then we are fighting against God's plan altogether. So if you're fighting against the authority that you put yourself under, do y'all understand what I'm saying when I say you decided? Because you could easily not come here. And you could easily call me a false prophet before you spend 10 years here. You could easily just not I mean, this is a little bitty church. You can pretend we don't exist easily. So why would you plant yourself here? And tell your family that God (laughs) brought you here. But then go against the authority here. You can't be here and hate one of these elders. You can't be here and hate one of these deacons. You can't be here and hate anybody. (laughs) Why would you do that to yourself? Go home and hate TV. Go home and hate roaches. Go home and hate something else. Take it out old bugs. Take off your house shoe and go to swatting and smacking. Man, you can work off a whole lot of it. You can let go of a lot of anger just by clocking bugs. Who come to church? So many people do not respect, honor, or even listen to the authorities God has placed in their lives. They are falling to false beliefs, failure, and self-hatred, all because they allowed this witchcraft to operate through their offense and rebellion. People hear me. Look at somebody and say, hear the pastor. People hear me. Witches don't have brooms and black cats and hats. 
I mean, black hats and cats. That's fictional. That's a fictional witch. No. If you are fighting against God's authority or being rebellious against God's plan, you are allowing witchcraft to operate through you. Those that practice rebellion are practicing witchcraft. Yeah, people, when I talk about witches and stuff and online, they love to hear me say witch. Oh, boy, I get a lot of, oh, you say it so eloquently. Just so much pizzazz. Just, they love when I say it, but I don't want you picturing a black hat and a broom. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Picture some church folks that are gathering to stop the spirit of the Lord. That's witchcraft. And those that practice rebellion, according to the Bible, are practicing witchcraft. Witchcraft was created by Satan to undo the righteousness, your right alignment with God. Amen? First Samuel 15 and 23. Boy, that was short, wasn't it? For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, Saul, he hath also rejected thee from being king. When you reject the word of the Lord, you will be rejected. Yeah, and you'll be in bad company too because the problem with Satan Satan is mad for one reason and one reason only rejection now he did try to do what he wanted to do but it got him rejected and because he can't be with God he doesn't want you to be with God because he can't fellowship like he used to He doesn't want you to fellowship. Because he can't sing the beautiful Zion songs. He doesn't want you to sing the Zion songs. Because he can't walk in the blessings of the one who made him. He doesn't want you walking in the blessings of the one that made you. Everyone stand to your feet. You know, the root that comes, the root of bitterness and anger and all of that that comes to stop people from being able to submit to authority. Those are things that was planted in you based on experiences and different things that happened to you. So the devil created a whole plan just to make it so that when a man stands up and preaches what I just preached, it would upset you. Because the first thought in your mind would be, well, he's just a man, too. Why would I follow him? You don't understand. God puts his authority in me. Some men misuse it, abuse, don't do what they should have done. But some men, God put his authority in and it'll help you. 
Yeah. But sometimes that weight that's on you because of your letdown, because of being hurt, because of being abandoned, neglected, whatever, and it brought that weight on you to where you feel it's just hard for you to submit to authority, anyone's authority. You get mad and irritated when your boss tell you to do something. And so I want to pray for you right now so that that will be just totally demolished away from you, taken from you, pulled out of you, whatever it is, so that witchcraft won't operate through you. You can get rid of that. You can honor God's authority. Now, y'all are members here. Most of y'all are members here. I don't think we have many visitors. So y'all know how I roll. I don't throw weight around and belittle you and make you feel insignificant and all that. I don't do it. No, I make, I make you feel like I'm just like you. Right? That's what I do. That's how I roll. That's the way I am. Period. You can go to some churches and I mean the pastor is the grand poobah. They walk him in on a lazy boy with men under it. Wrap him in a scroll and bring him up and sat him on the stage. Y'all know what I'm talking about with the staff and the fish hats. Oh, everybody stand. Here come the most honorable presiding prelate. So everybody stand. I don't make y'all stand for me. I'm just a man. But in here at ABC, I am the authority of this house. I'm the pastor, right? I'm the leader. And so after all this time that I've been pastoring, we are here. Right? I've been pastoring all this time and we're here now. And we're going to be wherever God takes us. And hopefully you'll be with us. But some, if that bothers you, then you might need to check and look deep down in your heart. Maybe somebody did something, said something, hurt you. And it's not just about me at all. It's about you're a woman. It's about the authority of your husband. If you're a single woman, your future husband. If you're a single man, you need to learn how to submit to authority. Because authority is going to come and help you when you do get married. I'm going to pray a prayer to help you with this. If you need help with it, just come on up. Whoever you are, I just need help. I just want to make sure what my mama did, daddy did, cousins, uncle, whatever, didn't have an effect on how I view authority. And I want to make sure I'm free from any bucking the system. Because you plant yourself here in a system. The system is not going to cater to you. It's not either you sitting in the audience and feeling these things when God can heal you from them some of y'all just grew up without authority altogether so it's caused you to waver I don't want that to happen so we're going to pray right now that, author- that the lack of authority is not har- harming you or stopping your blessings I want blessings from the Lord I remember I got mad at my old pastor. and I didn't like the way he handled something. And, uh, got mad at him and kind of stayed away from him and didn't talk to him. And the next thing I knew, 
I had dreads. I asked my wife. I don't think but one picture is existing of that. Can y'all imagine it? I, my, I, had, I had long, slangable hair. Just, I went and bought it, put it in. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't even know why I wanted to look like that. It didn't even make sense. Of course, this is way before the truth behind all that. My daddy looked at me, he said, I said, what do you think, daddy? He's like, I think you're not my son. He hate oh, he did not want me coming over, did he, mother? This is no, you stay wherever you are, just call. There wasn't no FaceTime or nothing back then, just call. Let me imagine what you look like. But I was in rebellion, that's what that is. That long hair, when men grow their hair out like that, it's usually linked to some kind of rebellion. When cultures did it, the Rastafarians and all of them, it was 100% pure rebellion. It was rebellion against you know, the, the, the society. It's always rebellion. Oh, well, I'm, we had one dude here. Oh, I'm growing mine because I'm taking the vow of the Nazarite. <laughs> so Jesus' death on the cross didn't pay for all the sacrifices, so you have to do a sacrifice. Won't we just nail you to a cross? Uh, brothers, go get the nails. Um... You're gonna, you're gonna be a sacrifice. Stupid. That ain't why you grew it. It's rebellion. So I grew mine out just as rebellion. One day I'm just walking and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, What are you doing? And you know, I didn't even have the conversation with the Lord. I didn't want, even want to explain it. I just went and cut it all out. Because I knew I was in rebellion. It was in my heart, but it manifested outwardly. And that's what it'll do. So you don't want that inside of you. It'll manifest outwardly. Then you'll find it'll start cutting things off out of your life. Good things. Good people around. Now they're gone. Good relationships. All gone. Good advisor. Good advice. Good counsel. That person's gone. Because my rebellion ran them away. So you want to hear the voice of the Lord when he's speaking. And get this out of your life. So everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this message. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord, because we are your body. This is your church. We want to be how you want us to be. We want to be fashioned in the way that you fashion us. We want to be the men that are pleasing unto you. We want to be the women that are pleasing unto you. We want to be the youth, the children. God, we want your stamp on this church. We want your stamp of approval on Adamant Believers Council. But most importantly, God, we want your stamp of approval on our lives. So, Father God, we all pray right now in this place, if there's any rebellion, if there's any malice, hatred, anger, anything against anyone in us, Father God, we pray that you would show it to us, God. Show it to us and challenge us with it. So that we can make it right. So we can do what needs to be done to fix it. Father God, whatever it is, we don't want to be rebellious against your authority. 
Father God, we don't want to follow suit with society that will demean you and and tear down those that you lift up, those that you speak to. We don't want to be like the false prophet in the Bible to go against one of the greatest prophets in the Bible just because he's angry, jealous, or whatever it is. We don't want to be that insignificant false prophet that was mentioned, barely mentioned in the scripture. Because he went against the man that you had anointed. Father God, we don't want to go against your anointed. We don't want to go against those that you speak through. We don't want to go against those that you have called to lead us. But God, we want to have a healthy respect. A healthy honor. Father God, help us. And anything in our hearts. Anything in our minds. Anything in our spirits. Father God, that causes us to go against your leadership. We pray against it right now in the name of Jesus. Everyone lift your hands. And Father God, we break every curse and spell. Father God, we break every instance of of witchcraft. Whether it came through a bloodline. Whether it came through a generational curse. Whether it came from a witch, an actual witch. Whether it came from a spell, an incantation. Whatever it was. Whether it came from a negative word spoken. Hatred spoken. Even as an infant. Even as a child. Even in the womb if it came that early father God we speak against all witchcraft that will come to steer our lives astray that will come to tear us down that will come to put doubt and fear in us that will come to cause us to rebel rebel against authority every time we're planted we get uprooted every time we believe we begin to doubt every time father God we get our sure footing dispel knocks our feet from under us so we come against it right now and it will be broken from this day forward in the name of Jesus where you plant us we will be planted Father God where you place us we will be placed Father God where you set us we will be set in the name of Jesus unmovable, unshakable unbreakable we are adamant believers and we'll stand And having done all to stand, we'll continue to stand in this last hour. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and give God praise in here. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and hug somebody. Tell them I'm not a rebel. But I'm with God's plan. And where God is, that's where I'll be. Hallelujah. 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 I'm with God's plan. Until he comes, I'm with his plan. Hallelujah. I want to be with his people. I want to be with those that love him. I want to be with his plan. Amen. Amen. Come on and give God praise. While you're on your way to your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Elder. 
You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. Thank you.